At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lombard here, the World Messenger, and I am inviting you for absolutely legendary episode of Legacy Leader Show. You guys cannot wait to hear of someone who is here in studio joining me from Las Vegas that is celebrating 50th anniversary of booking the best and biggest celebrities in the world, biggest celebrity speakers through his agencies, uh, and specifically Bruce Marin's agency. Without further ado, let me introduce legend himself, Bruce Marin. Bruce, how are you? Welcome to Legacy Leader Show. I am doing great, sending you, Isabella, a lot of love here from this beautiful day in Las Vegas. It's a gorgeous day in Las Vegas, and I'm certainly honored to be on your wonderful, wonderful show. We're absolutely honored to have you here as well. And I just can't, I, I mean, I'm just so tickled because you are not only a legend in terms of knowing so many intimate stories and history and things that are not even published and available in public eye because you know these people so well. Fortunately, some of them passed away. Some of them are still alive and retired. And some of them are still telling their amazing stories from the biggest stages in the world. And you got it all. And you work with some of them in a ways that I really wanted all of the listeners to hear. How did you start this journey? How this yeah. started? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, lead in. And first of all, since you asked that question, uh, Isabella, I owe everything to my beloved mom. That's the first thing I got to share with you. She went to heaven February 11th a year ago, but literally everything in my life I owe to my mom. But the way that my celebrity bureau started, and I think all of your viewers and your listeners will get a kick out of this uh, story, Michael Landon was one of my first very, very big clients. This is 50 years ago, legendary Michael Landon, who started out with Bonanza and then Little House on the Prairie. So I had booked Michael Landon on Johnny Carson show, The Tonight Show. So we were there, Isabella, at NBC Studios there, 3000 West Alameda in Burbank. And at the end of his appearance, this is Michael Landon's appearance with Johnny Carson. Johnny came backstage, big smile on his face, and he, he loved Michael Landon. And he says, guys, how would you like to come to my home for dinner in Malibu? So I looked at Michael Landon and I said, gosh, Johnny, we'd love to go to your home for dinner. So I drove Michael Landon to Malibu, and Johnny uh, had this beautiful home right on the ocean, the Pacific Ocean in Malibu, uh, Isabella. So we sat down for dinner with Johnny, and uh, Johnny liked uh, red wine, and so did we. So he opened up a bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon. This is Johnny Carson. And he says, Bruce and Michael Landon, I want to toast you guys, and he picks up the glass of Cabernet Sauvignon with us, 
He says, Bruce, I have a great idea for you. I think that you should start a celebrity speakers bureau. Now, Isabel, this is 50 years ago, 50 years ago. So I looked at him. I said, Johnny, well, look, I, I, I think it's a good idea. But, you know, I have a public relations company. We, we don't have a celebrity speakers bureau. So he had this big smile, Johnny Carson on his face. He said, well, Bruce, I'm going to make it easy for you. I'll be your very first client. And then Michael Landon looked at me, toasting me. He says, Bruce, I'll be your second client. And then Isabella, the next day, Ed McMahon calls me up. He says, Bruce, I hear you're going to star the Celebrity Speakers Bureau. I'd like to be your third client. So Isabella, this is 50 years ago. That's how my Celebrity Speakers Bureau started. And Isabella, you know, what a way to start with three legendary people in the entertainment industry. And then Isabella, thanks to them, a couple of months later, Jackie Robinson and Muhammad Ali became my first sports clients. And again, so this is 50 years ago. So that's how my company began, Isabella. So I am I am blessed beyond words, you know? What an amazing story and journey. And it's also so beautiful for our uh, listeners to hear when is the will, when is there is the way, right? The attitude, you were open, but you already had a very successful PR agency. Before yeah. we jump into all of these amazing legends and history and some lessons learned that I'm sure you have plenty of those, how did you even start in a PR and an entertainment space in general? How did you feel like you're ready for, or, or, or how did you prepare yourself mentally and emotionally to step up to that? task yes well that's a great question mentally and emotionally yes and it's interesting because the first thing i said to you was that i owe everything to my mom so the answer to that story is is this my mom and dad had a beautiful love story they were from new york my mom was from the bronx my dad was from brooklyn but they wanted to go to the most famous journalism school in the world which is the university of missouri this is in columbia missouri so they went to that beautiful university and they graduated in journalism. So fast forward, when I was a kid in junior high school, my mom came up to me, says, Bruce, it's up to you. But if you think about it, I would advise that you take a journalism class in junior high. I think you would really love it. Dad and I love journalism. So in junior high school, I took journalism. And then fast forward to high school, I took journalism in high school and I was the sports editor of the high school newspaper. And again, this is thanks to, to my mom. So then mom, when I'm a senior in, in, in high school, says to me, Bruce, I think you would love going to UCLA. They have this very famous theater arts movie school at UCLA. So I wound up signing up for UCLA. I got admitted and I went to the theater arts division, the movie school at UCLA. Again, this is all thanks to my, my mom. So I, I went to the best theater arts movie school in the nation. It was UCLA. And then my mom continues to impact my life when I was a senior at UCLA in the film school. Uh, my mom said, Bruce, I think it would be so cool if you got a job at MGM Studios 
because they're the most famous movie studio in, in, in the world. So I followed my mom's advice. And when I graduated, uh, I was very fortunate to get a job at MGM Studios, the biggest studio in the world. And I had a big job there uh, at MGM Studios. And then that, again, thanks to my mom, that led to me meeting Elvis Presley. So, so again, it's all thanks to my mom. Isn't, isn't that a cool, a cool story? That is brilliant. And if you don't mind sharing, what is the name of your mom? You mentioned your mom also passed away last year and you're very blessed to have her so long in your life, but it's never easy to lose the parent. And I'm talking from experience, someone who lost both yes. parents way too yes. early. So I would just like to honor your mom and, and obviously uh, this wonderful story because it's amazing how parents influence us and encourage us to support us in the ways that we never seen ourselves able or capable to no, you, really you are, you are so right my mom's name is leona and literally one week ago right here in vegas we had a big family gathering to celebrate her life because it was one year that she had gone to heaven so it is so sweet of you isabella so imagine this my mom tells me or advises me, hey, I think it would be great if you get a job at MGM, the studios. And and thanks to her, I did. So I'm at MGM just one month, Isabella. The president of MGM comes into my office. He says, Bruce, how would you like to have lunch with Elvis Presley? And I said, are you kidding? I would love Elvis <laughs> I said, all of the songs I grew up, you know, in junior high and high school with all of the his songs. And he said, so the president said, well, we have a brand new film coming out. It's called Elvis on Tour. It's all about Elvis on tour all over the United States. So I'd like you to meet Elvis. So I had lunch with Elvis Presley at MGM at the studio commissary. We had lunch together. And again, talking about moms, you see the, the whole theme here with moms. So I sat down for lunch with Elvis Presley. And by the way, what a handsome guy. I mean, this guy, El Elvis was amazing. So I sat down and I said, Elvis, we are really going to get along because both of us are mama's boys. Because Elvis, <laughs> everybody knew who knew Elvis. Elvis was a mama's boy. So Elvis Presley and I really hit it off that day because uh, we knew we were both mama's boys. So from that day on in 1972, I worked with Elvis Presley for, for the, the rest of his life until sadly uh, he departed. So again, my mom had a big influence in my life by recommending that I join MGM Studios. And what happens, I, I meet one of my idols, uh, Elvis Presley. So it's pretty cool, hi huh, Isabella? Oh my God. It's just to me, it's like, I'm such an honored to have this conversation with you, Bruce. And I'm also so honored that you're sharing these phenomenal stories with our audience and people globally that are also not only big, huge fans of Elvis Presley, but also many of your other clients, but also really eager to learn how to succeed in entertainment industry. And for you as a living legend to still have such a strong going a representation of the best talent and most sought after talent in the world just is just unbelievable. So Isabella, and one thing I'd like to share for all of your viewers and listeners, the new film that came out on Elvis Presley, I think that that actor is going to get the Oscar, the Academy Award. But 
because I knew Elvis so well, I'm just letting you know, I was totally knocked out by that Elvis film. And I recommend if any of your viewers or listeners haven't seen it, I thought it was just a great film. And the actor just nails Elvis perfectly. And as I said, I think he's going to win the Oscar. He already won the Golden Globes Award for portraying uh, Elvis. So anyway, it's really a good film, Isabella. So I recommend it. I'm so glad you said that because that was my other question because I watched the film and I also watched how Priscilla and a late uh, daughter, Maria, Marie, um, also were um, very taken by emotionally, obviously seeing their dad or, or husband's ex-husband legacy being portrayed in a way that a lot of people really didn't know internal struggles. We don't always know the full story. And as you just said, um, you knew him personally very well and how accurate this was done. Because a lot of times we're also learning from those experiences at that time, how is to be lonely on the top? How is to really fulfill uh, or push yourself outside of limits because of the craze or need or demand and how yes. Sometimes we stretch ourselves beyond humanly possible. Do you mind sharing a little bit, uh, how do you navigate that with your uh, clients specifically in the times when right now demands are high, but a lot of things are happening uh, simultaneously, how that looks like in your world? Yeah, well, the one thing I would share with you, I think there's two things that come to mind when you bring up that question. One, and I think you can see, I, I have great passion for what I do. I love what I do and I have passion and energy. So I think for all of your people that are watching or listening, if you have passion, I think you can really achieve your goals if you do have that inner inner passion. The yes. other thing is I have a saying that I've used for years and years, and it comes from Dr. Wayne Dyer, who was a client of mine for so many years, a very famous Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yes. And that is impacting lives I feel that I'm here on this planet to impact people's lives. And one of the way I'm able to impact people's lives is I'm able to book these very famous speakers and entertainers that go out all around the world. And what happens when they're in front of an audience, they impact the lives of the audience. So I'm helping by impacting the lives, whether it's directly or indirectly. So I, I, I feel... I always say to different people that I meet, if you can impact people's lives every day, that's really a gift. And it has nothing to do with money. Yes. It means, you know, if you can impact somebody's life, that is really a cool thing. Like just a quick story. It happened today. I was at a, a Vons supermarket before I came into work and uh, it was very early in the morning. And there was this woman that was in a wheelchair, uh, Isabella. She was in a wheelchair. And she had gone to her car and she had all these packages. She was in a wheelchair. So I said, please let me help you. And I, I loaded all of her packages in, into her car. And when we had finished that, she gave me the biggest smile. And that was an example. It was a small gesture, but I really impacted her by life by going out of my way to try to help her. So anyway impacting lives is the theme that i i love and and i really enjoy when our speakers go out into the corporate audiences and can impact the lives 
of people. But that all started with Dr. Dyer, because, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer is probably one of the more famous speakers ever. And, and I was so fortunate to book Dr. Dyer many, many times. So going way, way back, Isabella, there was a time that he spoke to an audience. I remember it. It was in West Palm Beach. I was there. And after his talk, and he got a standing ovation, and it was a marvelous. And I went up to him. I says, Dr. Dyer, it is so cool how you impact everybody's life. So that's where that, that term came uh, to me, Isabella. And you're doing the same thing by what you're doing. And, and I really applaud you because impacting lives is a very special thing. I love your purpose, mission, and vision, because a lot of times both of us know how much people crave to go after shiny objects, and celebrities are definitely one of the shiniest ones. And without fully understanding what it takes to put the sweat and equity in your talent, in your hard work, yes. and show up to do that. I also love you are all about paying forward, helping, supporting others, and impacting whenever you can, either small or big gestures. I also want to credit you back on that. But I'm so touched that you mentioned um, Dr. Dyer, because I grew up, obviously, listening later on in my life, early, uh, mid 20s, late, uh, early 30s, I'm sorry, uh, when I came here to United States. And then when I realized how much um, his teaching, his voice, his quotes, his messaging, not only resonated, but really were given that anchor that I was looking on my journey, specifically spiritually, emotionally, mentally, because he was really profoundly impacting me. So I just want to say you're spot on. He And he's still very highly quoted even since he passed away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And very much so loved and beloved. So I just want to say um, it's such a beautiful um, a way to also touch the lives because think about this, Bruce. How many of them, unfortunately, those amazing speakers passed away, but you helped them to get in front of masses so that their message can be heard in this broader, broader spectrum. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And of course, because I've been doing this 50 years, of course, there are some legendary people that we've lost. Another would be Bob Proctor. Now, Bob Proctor was probably one of the top five speakers, you know, with accolades around the country. But when we talk about the present, just as an example, uh, very frequently I book Les Brown. Now, Les would be considered today, certainly probably one of the top five motivational, inspirational speakers. Another would be Dr. Willie Jolly. So, so what I'm saying is, yes, because I've been doing this 50 years, of course, there are some legendary people that sadly have gone to heaven. But to this day right now, I'm still blessed to, to work with many very famous people. And just as an example, Isabella, we saw what happened at the Grammy Awards uh, recently with Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce is, yeah. in, you know, she's Beyonce has always been one of my favorite uh, entertainers. Well, we represent her, her dad, Matthew Knowles. And Matthew Knowles, when he started his career in, in entertainment, we all remember Destiny's Child. Remember Destiny's Child? With I do very vividly, yes. Yeah, and who was the star? Beyonce. So that was his daughter. So in other words, Matthew Knowles' daughter, he started Destiny's Child, and Beyonce was in it. And thanks to Matthew, look, look what's 
has happened with uh, Beyonce's career. So I'm just saying as an example, we book uh, Matthew Knowles all around the country and uh, he's he's a great speaker. So the great thing about what I do, I, I, I work with people in all different uh, areas and some of them are not celebrities, some of them are, you know? And that is a beautiful thing because I love, because you recognize the talent, you recognize your potential, you recognize your impact, but you also have a very keen sense who is up and coming, who is going to transform and change lives of people in decades to come, but also who also has now legendary story that this time that we live in of change and turmoil could benefit from. With that in mind, Bruce, do you mind sharing some of the speakers that you were blown away in wide range either is a sports or or spiritual uh or leadership or 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 just simply in in arts of hollywood performance as an actor or actresses who really touched you in in, in different ways the most yeah well going back to my early days certainly jackie robinson and muhammad ali i mean how blessed was i they were the, my first two sports stars now with jackie robinson I grew up in New York until I was 12 years old. So I saw the Brooklyn Dodgers play at Ebbets Field. They were my favorite team. And Jackie Robinson was one of the stars of the Brooklyn Dodgers. So imagine years later, when I'm in my 20s, I get to meet Jackie Robinson and talking about people that impact people's lives. Jackie, I, I mean, what he achieved in sports is something like almost nobody else has has ever done. So when I did meet Jackie Robinson, I was able to share some really beautiful stories with him because I saw as a youngster some of the prejudice that he wound up facing because just as one story is I'll share this with you. When we were living in New York, we would visit our grandparents that lived in Hollywood, Florida. So my dad had a beautiful DeSoto automobile, a DeSoto automobile. So the first time we were driving to Hollywood, uh, Florida, I was like 10 years old. And when we got to the South, when we got to some of the gas stations, they had signs. It's hard to believe this, but back then they had restrooms for whites and they had restrooms for Negroes. So in other words, the Negroes, the blacks, they couldn't use the restrooms that the whites did. So the first time I met Jackie, I said, Jackie, I will never forget where we were in uh, South Carolina and I saw this gas station and it says Negroes only. And I, he, I said to Jackie, I said to my mom and dad, why is this? And my parents had to explain to me that sadly at this time, this is back in the 50s, people like Jackie Robinson couldn't use the same restroom that, that we did. So I'm just using that as an example of when I met Jackie, knowing all that he overcame and then getting to Muhammad Ali. When, when I first met Muhammad Ali, we really hit it off because I happened to be born, as they say back there, Louisville. I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. So when I met, when I met <laughs> Ali, I said, uh, this was the very first time I said, well, you're going to really love this. I was born in Louisville like you. So meeting Ali, it was a different thing, but we got to talk about a lot of fascinating topics like the Vietnam War. So all of these famous people, they have given a lot to me as well. It's not just, oh, well, Bruce, you worked with these famous celebrities. They've 
they've given a lot back to me because of who they are. So I, I'm really blessed beyond words to have worked with some of these wonderful sports legends, you know? That is fantastic. And you will highlight some of my favorites as well. And, and it's just so sad and profound to see in so many ways, we came so further along in some ways we still have so much work to do, yeah. but, but the legends like them, how humble, one thing I really realized how enduring they were, how wise they were so quickly, so young, uh, how they leveraged their wisdom to know when to fight and how to fight sometimes not just uh, with their own weapon in their own sports siders baseball or boxing but more than anything um through gentle words and kindness and amazing demeanor to show different side of of lens that they were fortunately not often portrayed in and uh and it's so touching and bruce more than ever relevant in current times don't you agree yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I totally agree. And when it talks to uh, what we do in the corporate arena, most of the bookings that we do are with corporations, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 corporations. And what I love is when I can bring in experts that talk to these corporate audiences and really give them good information. An example would be earlier this year, one of our clients, uh, Isabella, is Jeff Hoffman. He started Priceline.com. Do you remember way back when, when Priceline had those great TV commercials with William Shatner? Yes. Uh, and, you know, Priceline became a billion-dollar company. But when Jeff started Priceline, he started it in Chicago around a little coffee table with a couple of people. So, in other words, he started Priceline from scratch. There was nothing, and he built Priceline into a billion-dollar company. So when he goes out and talks to companies, he's able to impart so much great information to corporate leaders on what their vision can lead to as an example of what he did with Priceline. Because in other words, he started with an idea. Let's, let's start a company where we're going to sell travel and uh, you know entertainment. But he did it. In other words, he had a dream, but then he fulfilled a dream by making it a a reality. And by the way, it was his idea to have William Shatner in the commercials, which totally uh, made a, a great a great branding for for Priceline. I mean, the Shatner commercials were so popular. Uh, so what I'm saying is I love bringing in corporate leaders to the corporate events because they can share ideas that really help the people uh, in the audience. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's so relatable, even from the sports or other industries, because we really connect on so many levels. And it's nice to have an example. How do you bring, for example, champion culture? How do you act like a champion, not just as a good, great leader, but someone who absolutely care about their people? Uh, and I think that's a fantastic story. And I'm so glad for Jeff for his vision, because very often you don't see many um leaders uh, having sense of the vision in terms of marketing promotion or how this might play out. And for him was a perfect storm and a great, again, legacy to carry on because 
sometimes we don't have control what happens when we're gone. We intend to do things yeah. in best light, but you want to position future generations, also future leaders to lead the brand, to lead the name and, and, and everything else under mm -hmm. same flagship of high standards. So anyway, uh, with that in mind, one of the things that what keeps coming, and I'm sure you get this question quite often, um, how did you carry this for 50 some years? I mean, did you ever get tired of it? Uh, how did you continue to continue to have that amazing passion and drive? Because obviously yeah. you don't have to work, but you chose to show up and do a magic. Yes, I will. What I will share with you, I do have the passion every day. And I love it because every day is exciting and new. And every day when we are booking our speakers, when we're able to impact those lives, it's a very exciting thing uh, for me. And since we were talking sports, and I mean, of course, if I made a list of all the sports stars that I booked, yes, it, it, it's impressive. But one of my favorite months is coming up, which is March, because I mentioned to you that I went to UCLA and yes. UCLA, when I went to UCLA, our basketball teams were legendary. John Wooden, who is the basketball coach at UCLA, he won 10 NCAA championships at UCLA. In other words, UCLA was the best basketball team in the world 10 different times under Coach Wooden. So my story to you is when I was going to UCLA, Coach Wooden was leading my school to championships every year. So when I graduated and I started my Speakers Bureau, Coach Wooden was one of the very first people that I brought on board. And he was very uh, famous, Isabella. It's called the Pyramid of Success. He taught the Pyramid of Success to all of his athletes who became, in the NBA, some of the biggest name stars came from uh, Coach Wooden, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Walton, uh, Jamal Silk Wilkes, I could go on and on. So he was amazing with his pyramid of success and the corporations loved him. So when I'm mentioning about March, next month, March, that's when all the co college NCAA tournaments begin. And it starts with 64 teams and then it goes down to the final four. So every March, we book a lot of the most famous college athletes for corporations, because cor corporations love bringing in very successful superstars from basketball. So as an example, because I went to uh, UCLA, uh, Ed O'Bannon, who's my client, he led UCLA to the NCAA championship in 1995. So Ed is a very uh, popular guy for me to book in March because UCLA is so famous and he, he led them to the championship. And then the other one, is Keith Wilkes, who's now Jamal Silk Wilkes. He led UCLA to two championship teams, you know, UCLA, NCAA championships. And then when uh, Jamal Silk Wilkes was a pro, he was on the Lakers, three championship teams with the Lakers, and then one uh, with the Golden State Warriors. So anyway, March is really a fun time for me because everybody gets so excited about the Sweet 16 and the Final Four. So it's a fun time for me to book some of my uh, basketball stars. So March is always a really fun time. 
I love this. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, UCLA, UCLA, for everybody watching and listening that is not familiar, that is outside of this country, it's about one of the most prestigious, predominant universities in the country and have so many different um, divisions from healthcare, you name it, uh, uh, sports um, in a way, um, and has a great tradition and obviously phenomenal basketball that continues, that continues uh, for all the college students to really with the pride hold that flagship because again the best of the best right so yeah, it's a great this... university yes yes and by the way i i will share in our immediate family we have four amazing nurses nurses that are all nurses at ucla facilities so yeah ucla is a great a great college that's fantastic. So for everyone, again, watching and listening, check it out. But it's a part of the epic history and all those names. Like I remember John Wooden and then somebody will say Woodenism because they use right. his uh, acronyms or his uh, paraphrase in what he will tell them when they were being coached, um, how to play better, how to regulate their emotions, how to be more mindful, how to be also protecting themselves and how to really create a cohesion of the team. So I'm curious, because you mentioned multiple different coaches, what stood out the most to you during that time that you were able to, as journalists in your journey at UCLA apply, even though you did not necessarily play the sports, but you were able to be influenced by it? Yeah, well, when I, I went to all the games, I loved basketball. So I went to all of the basketball games. And when I saw Coach Wooden coaching the UCLA teams, and imagine 10 championship uh, teams. I mean, no, no college coach will ever do what he did. But what I noticed was his chemistry and his connection with his players. He, his, his relationship with the players was so unique. The, the respect that they had for the coach, Coach Wooden, that was something that I always noticed. And you will notice even today, any of the great players who went on to be great in the NBA, people like uh, Bill Walton, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Jamal Silk-Wilkes, they talk about Coach Wooden in the highest esteem because he really did impact their lives as a coach. And it went way beyond just playing basketball and dribbling and you know all, all, all the elements of basketball. He taught them to be leaders with his pyramid of success. The pyramid of success that he developed, it's a world famous thing right now. But these players, when I was going to UCLA, they were taught the pyramid of success by coach that went way beyond basketball. It, it, it went way beyond just, you know, going on the on the court and dribbling and everything else. So that was what really impressed me when I was going to UCLA, seeing the way that coach Wooden interacted with his players and the respect and the admiration that the players had for Coach Wooden. That was something that really stayed with me when I was a student. And then when I became an adult and was booking speakers, I saw how Coach Wooden was able to go into the corporate environment and teach the pyramid of success to the, the corporate leaders as well. So that was something that was very, very special. Hmm, I can imagine. And, and, and I, I thank you again for sharing that story because 
I, I, I heard about him from one of the, his former uh, NBA basketball players who graduated from college and went to play pro, specifically one, uh, you know, in San Francisco. But what was really interesting is to hear this beautiful connection from you as you were developing your craft and then also as you mastered it over the years and how you brought up all those masters that impact you positively in the spotlight as well, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I have a story for you. It just gives you an idea what an amazing person Coach Wooden was. Every time after I booked Coach Wooden for a paid engagement, he mailed me a handwritten thank you note on his John Wooden stationery, and he always used the word thank you in there. And the first time he did that, I called him up. I was almost crying because here, John Wooden is sending me a thank you letter on his stationery, handwritten, thanking me. And I said, Coach, I am so humbled that you would take the time to send me a letter. He says, Bruce, the word thank you is one of the most important words that anybody can use and learn. And he says, I appreciate you every time that you book me. So I want to express my thanks by handwriting a note to you. So just think how special that is that he took the time to send these wonderful uh, notes to me. So I, I have one of them hanging right up in my, in my office now with a picture of coach and me, and I've got that handwritten note. You can imagine what that means to me, but the fact that a John Wooden who had achieved everything as a coach was still sending handwritten notes. I mean, that was really special. I love that story. And that just shows how many celebrities and people that are highly successful are also very humble. It's not about how many awards we win. It's about attitude and how yeah. much we truly genuinely care. And because when we do care, then we definitely do make an impact, right? If people don't realize it's not a other way around, let me be famous and then I will care. You have to care before wow. you become famous. But you also had such a huge platora and repertoire former uh, even United States presidents uh, on your roster. I mean, you, you, you deal with so many different points of entry and wide range of industries. And with that in mind, uh, do you mind just thinking, letting us know beyond the secret, how this beyond the secret secret came about uh, for bookings and making magic happened uh, so that they not only trust your brand, obviously, and your reputation, because it's been stellar for so long, uh, but we all know, specifically you and I know, in how industry goes in ebb and flow and its competitors out there. And then also all kinds of crazy situations. I'm sure that you've been put in situation into without not knowing and realizing and then be able to handle it and, and deal with all of the craze um, around the fame. Yes, I, and I, since you were nice enough to mention the presidents, yes, I have been blessed to book every past president, starting with President Reagan. And I will share with you, President Reagan, he was such a wonderful person uh, to deal with. And, you know, with all the presidents, you put the politics aside, whether you're a liberal or conservative, forget about that. I was blessed to work with all of them. But with President Reagan, I will say, I've never dealt with a more charismatic uh, person than, than President Reagan. And uh, I remember the first time that I met him in California because my office for many years was in Beverly Hills. And the first time I met him, he was just so wonderful. 
and warm. And uh, I wound up booking him many times. And thanks to him, he introduced me to his son, Michael Reagan. And to this day, I still book Michael Reagan, his son, on, on many engagements. But I just flashed on one story I'll share with you because you'll you'll enjoy this. President Ford was one of the many presidents that I have booked. Here in the state of Nevada, I booked President Ford for a very, very big event right here uh, in Nevada. And President Ford gave his wonderful talk. I think there were about 10,000 people there. I was fortunate I was right up front because he was my client. So at the end of his talk, what happens is the Secret Service are always present when a president is speaking. So they're right there. So when he finished, he got this big uh, standing ovation. So the Secret Service stormed the stage and they're ready to whisk President Ford away in, in his limousine, you know? So this is what was so special. President Ford holds his hand up like this. He says, hey, guys, I think some of these beautiful people in the audience have some questions for me. He stayed, Isabella, for at least 30 to 40 minutes answering questions from the audience. So instead of storming off to his limousine, you know, oh, I made my money, I'll, I'm leaving. He was so nice that he stayed on stage and took questions from the audience. That really touched me that day because I realized that he could have easily just left, but he cared enough for the people out there in the audience to answer some questions. So that was something that that really impressed me, Isabella. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that again. And, and with all those little special stories that nobody knows because they were not there or they don't remember, or actually they just never had a chance to hear before. And, and because those are the things that really show the true nature of someone's personality, their character, and what they're truly about. Because we have that persona that we've really put in public eye, right? Because you've been in PR for so long versus when you genuinely step back from all the title and position and you just as a human having conversation with another human. No, you're right. And since I mentioned earlier to you about impacting lives, just think the way that President Ford impacted the lives of the people that day, because he took a lot of questions. So just think, the people that ask questions to President Ford, they're never, ever going to forget that they had an opportunity to ask President Ford a question, and he answered them back. So again, he impacted the lives of the people there and really cared enough to stay there that day rather than you know, just storming off uh, and going into his limousine and saying adios. That was really a cool thing that he did. That is fantastic. And with all the names you already mentioned and stories that you still have, and of course, we'll need a hours and hours in conversation to bring them to the light. What was the one story through your career, through booking these famous people that stood out the most? Uh, something that either you heard or something that just happened in terms of the topic or timing of it that really made it not only impact an audience, but you, because obviously you've been hearing all along all these amazing stories. Yeah, well, there's one. And again, there's so many that I could say, but it's funny. You're doing a wonderful job. And by the way, you have a beautiful smile. I love your smile. But when you were asking that question, I immediately flashed on Judy Garland. Now, we all go back to The Wizard of Oz. I mean, yeah. one of my favorite movies 
of all time, The Wizard of Oz. And I saw The Wizard of Oz many, many times. So what I'm going to share with you, when we moved to Las Vegas, I was in junior high school. So I was invited by my parents to see Judy Garland perform at the Flamingo Hotel. She was headlining and I sat in the front row and I got to meet Judy backstage. So I'll never forget that evening seeing her. And, and she, of course, she sang uh, Over the Rainbow and it was amazing. So then after that, years later, I wound up booking her as an entertainer. Uh, I think it was for Bank of America. So in when you asked me that question, that was a night that I'll never forget because it started out me as a kid watching Wizard of Oz. Then it goes to the Flamingo Hotel where I see her in the showroom and she puts on this show that I'll never, ever forget. And then we go fast forward from that. I booked Judy Garland for a very big corporate event. And I was a hero because, of course, I mean, she's one of the most famous movie stars of all time. I mean, who doesn't know uh, Wizard of Oz and Over the Rainbow? So I was able to make so many people really happy. And Judy Garland was wonderful. She was great that evening. So I was a hero to my clients. But that was a show that went uh, a story that goes full focus, you know, from Wizard of Oz to the Flamingo Hotel, seeing her to me booking her for uh, Bank of America. So those are the kind of things that really make me so happy about who I am and what I do. That's amazing. And based on who you are today, also, it seems like you're not slowing down anytime soon. Your passion drive continues and you're shaping so much how, what we learn, how we learn based on amazing speakers that you're booking, the celebrities, the top people to learn from in uh, any setting, specifically in corporate setting where we have so much change and transformation going. And with that in mind, in closing, do you mind sharing some of the hottest topics or things that you've seen or, or you're predicting in the future? And for everybody watching and listening to pay attention because where, because you're in a driver's seat and you have amazing view where very few can really understand where we're headed. Yeah, well, in terms of hottest topics, there's always going to be interesting, interesting stories, but I love history, so I'm going to answer the question. I've been to Italy many times. I love Italy. Italy may be my fav favorite country. I've been there many, many times. One of our newer clients the last two years is Prince Lorenzo de' Medici. The de' Medici family is one of the most- Oh my goodness. Yeah. The, the de' Medici wow. family, it's the most famous family in Italy, over 700 years of history. So I met Prince Lorenzo de' Medici uh, a couple of years ago. And, and he's a client. And I so enjoy working with him because I do love history. And when he goes out and talks to audiences, he's able to talk about the history of Italy. He's also an artist. He's an amazing artist. He's just designed this most amazing sports car that's going to be coming out called the De Medici uh, sports car. But he also has the De Medici bank. So he is one, when you ask me that question, I love getting the opportunity to book people that have revolutionary, interesting stories to share. So when he goes out to an audience, I booked him here in Las Vegas at the Wynn Resort a couple of uh, weeks ago. And 
he's such an amazing guy because he has these stories that go back to the, the Medici family and 700 years of history. Yet he also is a brilliant gentleman on his own. He has an MBA and uh, I just love being able to be uh, able to book people like uh, Prince Lorenzo. That is brilliant. I cannot wait to hear of future shows, be able to partake uh, as well to continue our conversations in months and years to come. And Bruce, you are one of the very few people that lived your legacy and was leading with your legacy and was able to sustain it consecutively for over 50 years. That is no small task for everybody watching and listening. Um, oh my goodness. I can't just say what an honor to hear from you and kudos for being so amazing individual that you are inside out. Well, I appreciate it. And listen, I just want to share with you. You remember Karen Carpenter of the Carpenters? Uh, that yes. beautiful voice, one of her most famous songs. I mean, this just came to me. We've only just begun. That's yes. Me. We've only yes. begun. That's me. Yes. And, and I love that attitude. But with everything you accomplished, since you're on the Legacy Leader Show, what's left in your bucket list or what legacy you want to really be known for? Because I know deep down that recognition to your mom, for your upbringing and how you raised and things you already fulfilled, you lived lives of hundreds of people, at least in, in such a short span. What is there still in your mind that you would love to achieve? Well, I would just answer by saying, I just want to continue to be able to impact people's lives. I've already done that, but I'm going to be continuing that. So that's what I'm I'm really loving. On my bucket list, I've pretty much achieved just about everything I could possibly do. I mean, imagine I, I just flashed. I booked Steve Jobs from Apple, you know, years ago. So I, on my bucket list, I've pretty much done everything that I can. But I want to continue to be able to impact lives all around the world because if I can touch people's hearts, then I'm achieving really what I, I want to do. So it was an honor being able to guest with you. And I love your beautiful smile. Thank you so much, Bruce. And I yes. love your sharing. And again, your time and appearance here. And in closing, for everyone watching and listening that really want to do more or striving to have that celebrity status, what would be your piece of advice to them? I would just say, follow your passion. Whatever your dream is, if you follow your passion and if you plant seeds every day for harvesting, plant seeds daily for harvesting. So have the passion, plant the seeds, they'll get harvested. But you got to have that dream. So that's what I would say in closing. And again, all admiration and respect to you. It was uh, wonderful being able to share just some of my stories with you. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.